0: Amara Mara El Rabbi Welcome to Mea Online, a podcast of Hebrew College. Learn more about Mea Online and sign up for our intensive courses at www.hebrewcollege.edu slash meaonline. Maya is spelled M-E-A-H. Today's podcast is part of a series in which we explore the Maya online course, Journey Through the Bible, with renowned Bible scholar, Professor Mark Brettler from Duke University. In this episode, Dr. Brettler explores Genesis and the creation story.
1: Now that we have isolated the boundaries of the first creation story, how should we interpret that particular story? As I mentioned in a previous segment, we interpret not only on the basis of what words mean, but on the basis of structure. And you might want to do this with the Bible in front of you, but if you take a look at this first creation story, you will see that there are quite a few phrases which are repeated in just about every section. God said, and it was so. God called something. After God calls it, God sees that it was good. And depending on your translation, there was morning, there was evening, or there was setting and there was dawning of a particular day. A second step after noting all of these repetitions is to realize that these repetitions have a function. They claim that the world as it exists is ordered. It was created by God who was a boss, who was a careful boss, who cared about order and everything being in exactly the right place. And furthermore, that everything that was created was good and at the end of creation, everything is very good. But I would like to ask you to think about the following question. All of you know that the Bible narrates six days of creation. Where does day one begin? I'd like you to look at this with me in this particular translation, which differs a little from yours. It is by Everett Fox, a biblical scholar and translator, You could also find this listed under Everett Fox, the five books of Moses, which might suggest that he is the author of the Torah, but in this particular case, only suggests that he is the translator. As you look through this material on on this slide and on the following slide as well, and you ask yourself the question of, how does each day of creation begin? You see that each day begins with a phrase, God said, and each day of creation concludes with the phrase, there was setting, there was dawning, day X. You see this on this slide where day one of creation really begins in verse three and concludes in verse five in the same way as you see on this slide that the second day of creation begins in day six with God said and concludes in verse eight, there was setting, there was dawning, second day. That means that what you have in Genesis chapter one verses one and two is not really the first day of creation but represents what I would like to call pre-creation. And this becomes important because now if you take a look at the structure as a whole you see that verses 1 and 2 are pre-creation. The beginning of chapter 2 verses 1 through 4a might be called post-creation and they help to structure the first creation story. In addition, there is a symmetry between the first three days of creation and days four, five, and six of creation. Thus, light is connected to luminaries. The fish and the ber- fish live in the water, which is created once the sky is differentiated from the seas. The birds live in the sky, which is created on day two. And similarly, the land animals, including people, live in the land that is created on the third day. Thus, there's a clear relationship here between day X and day X plus three. And you could really follow down light luminaries, sky fish birds, land to the land animals, which reflects a highly ordered symmetrical creation. I would like to focus for a moment on the day, on post-creation, on the very beginning of Genesis chapter 2, a section which many of you might be familiar with from the Kiddush, from the Friday night blessing that is made over the wine. Where there you have alliteration between the words asa, to make, the word Hashavi'i the seventh and the word Shavat to cease. Please listen to me as I read this in Hebrew. Feel free, obviously, to follow along with a translation if you have one in front of you. But most importantly, please listen to the alliteration and which I am going to overpronounce v'yichal Elohim Bayom ha Milachto asher asa, v'yishbot v'yom ha-shevi'i mikol melakhto asher asa, v'yivarech Elohim et yom Hashivi, shevii v'yikadesh Oto, kivou shavat mikol melakhto asher bara Elohim la-asot. This alliteration is very obvious, and in fact, is actually matched by the alliteration at the beginning of the book of Genesis, which starts with the words bereshit bara, you can clearly hear that alliteration, and also alliteration between the word wind or rushing spirit and hovering, ruach mirachefet. Thus, if you go back and you look at the chart, of the various days, you will see that pre- and post-creation also match each other in terms of being alliterative. But please recall the last segment in which I discussed myth. There I said that myths should not be taken literally and that they they charter or reflect various value judgments. So the final question that I would like to deal with in this section is what is the pinnacle of creation? And I hope as you reread this section, you realize that there are two different domains which compete for this particular title of pinnacle of creation. One of them is the creation of people, where instead of let me make, which is typically used elsewhere in Genesis chapter 1, here God says, let us make. This is likely a reference, or let us create. This is likely a reference to God consulting with his heavenly cabinet, with what you think of, most people think of as angelic beings. For more on this, and particularly on its post-biblical interpretation, please look at one of the optional textbooks, for this particular may I unit, from James Kugel, The Bible As It Was, where on pages 61 to 63, he has a wonderful section called God and Someone Else. People are also special because only people are created in the image of God, which probably means the physical image of God. People look like God. Only people are given such complete dominion only after people are created is the creation exceedingly exceedingly good. One of the verses is poetic, unlike the rest of Genesis chapter 1, and creation of people is narrated much in a much longer set of verses than the creation of all the other objects. Thus, in all of these ways, people are highlighted as the pinnacle of creation. But the Shabbat, the Sabbath, is also made special in one way. People are not hallowed or declared holy in Genesis chapter 1. But in that first creation story at the beginning of Genesis chapter 2, the Sabbath is declared holy or is hallowed. In the previous slide, I mentioned that verse 127 is poetry. I'd like to read it to you in English and then in Hebrew to give you a sense of its special poetic structure. I'll talk about poetry in a later module and what typifies biblical poetry. For now, I would just note, and you could see this in the highlighting on the slide, that poetry is typified by repetition. So God created humankind in his image. In the image of God, did he create it? Male and female, did he create them. Look at or listen to the repetition of God, create, that is actually threefold, twice image, and in Hebrew, the words it and them closely mirror each other. So that, if I now go to the Hebrew of this particular text, just so you can hear it, vayivra elohim et ha-Adam Salmo. Elohim I hope you can hear the repetition, and perhaps even the rhythm in this particular verse, which contributes to the highlighting of people as the pinnacle of creation. And finally, as I said, there is a second pinnacle of creation, namely the Sabbath where God, according to Genesis 2, verse 3, declared it holy, hallowed it. Now, of course, I'm being a little silly in the slide because these other items, the challah, the Shabbat candles were not part of biblical Sabbath, but the biblical Sabbath is important here because it is hallowed unlike the creation of humanity. To bring this little section together, this first creation story is comprised of 1-1 to 2-4-A, which is its own unit. It is a myth, it charters issues and values of collective importance. The place of God, the goodness of the world, the order of the world, note, that in this particular creation story, male and female are created together simultaneously, and they are both in the image of God. It has something to say about gender, and it also highlights the importance of the Sabbath. Thus, read it properly as a myth. And if you read it like history or science, you are going to be like the Martian that I referred to in the previous segment who does not understand the function of the Doonesbury comic and reads it in the same way
0: as the first page of the Boston Globe. That's it for today. Learn more about Maya Online, including how you can help a member of the Armed Services take our paid online courses at www.hebrewcollege.edu slash maya online. We'd love your feedback about today's show. Email us at mayaonline at If you like the show, please leave us a review in iTunes or whichever podcasting service you use to subscribe. Our music is from Gala, a 10th anniversary celebration of the Rabbinical School of Hebrew College.